Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Welcome to DTNS Experiment Week. All this week, DTNS is on summer vacation, but in its place is Experiment Week, where our producers and contributors are trying out new show ideas and releasing them right here on the DTNS feed. Enjoy. It is 2010. Nip Carmi, Shaleb Julio, and Aubrey Lavi decide to team up to establish a technology company. After all, they had experience in the field, and they knew people who had previously been part of the Unit 8200, which was part of the intelligence corps of the Israel Defense Forces. The work they did there focused on capturing intelligence signals and breaking codes. What if the experience and knowledge they had were made available not only to the Israel government, but to other governments to help them improve their threat detection and security? Shaleb Julio had an interesting background. While he had not been part of the Unit A200 and was far from being a technology expert, he was part of the rescue teams of the Israeli Home Front Command. After fulfilling his services, he focused on other tasks such as developing startups. Working together with Omri Lavi, they founded Communitech in 2008, a company located in northern Israel. In the early days of using smartphones, Many users did not fully understand how to operate their devices. Phone operators spent hours explaining details ranging from how to change cell phone ringtones to how to set an email account. Communitech came up with a proposal that would change this. The solution we proposed was to have the cell phone carrier send the customers a link, and with a few clicks, they could authorize the carrier to remotely access their phones. Julio says the Tech Support Center receives the authorization to remotely perform many actions, including version updates and training. Our technology helped a lot and saved resources. Soon after, a call changed Julio's life. We see that your technology works. Why don't you use it to collect intelligence? Cell phones established themselves as the primary means of communication for everyone, including terrorists and criminals. To combat them, law enforcement had two options. Obtain a court order to go to the telephone service provider and thus tap their phones and listen to and read their messages and calls. Or collect massive amounts of information from all networks and after locating a suspicious message, continue with the investigation on that target. Both methods have worked. 
But with the emergence of encryption and other communication services, such as Skype, WhatsApp, or even email services, the amount of information collected is enormous. And even if it could be captured, it would need to be decoded to know what is being communicated. The first offensive tool created by the nascent NSO group was called Pegasus, as it was basically a Trojan horse that is sent flying into a device, according to Julio. NSO's flying horse would have the ability to infiltrate cell phones, collect unencrypted information, and intercept information before it was encrypted. In its first version, Pegasus was able to take complete control of a cell phone, listen to calls, read messages, activate the microphone to listen to nearby conversations, and take photos with the camera. In addition, it could obtain the access credentials to access emails or bank accounts stored inside the device. One of the biggest problems in Mexico is security. The fight against organized crime, especially against drug cartels, has been one of the main concerns of the government administrations during the last two decades. During the government of Felipe Calderón, efforts were made to combat the expansion of criminal groups, which were not the only problem, since corruption was present in the government itself, as well as in the police groups that should fight the cartels. Between 2010 and 2012, the Ministry of National Defense signed eight contracts with the company Security Tracking Devices. The work that this company would do would focus on modernizing Mexico's intelligence system. To achieve this, the Pegasus system was acquired, thus becoming the first customer outside of Israel for the NSO group. Agreements and a demonstration of spyware capabilities were made for both the Secretary of National Defense, Guillermo Galvan, and President Felipe Calderón in May 2011. The sale was complete. $15 million were paid to NSO, although Sedena paid security tracking devices 30 times more than the real value of the surveillance system. It should be noted that Sedena, the National Defense Ministry, doesn't have legal powers to intervene private communications, so this entire agreement was illegal. Despite this, approval from the president was obtained for the entire process. The greatest achievement made by using the NSO system was the capture of the head of the Sinaloa cartel, Joaquin El Chapo Guzman, according to an interview that the Israel firm had with journalist Ronen Bergman. El Chapo had already been arrested in 1993, but escaped in 2001. It was thanks to Pegasus that he could be located later, in February 2014, in his apartment in Mazatlán, where he was captured again. When he was in prison, El Chapo used some of his phones, one of them with Pegasus, to try to get a movie made based on his life. After escaping from prison again, thanks to the use of a tunnel that connected his bathroom with a house located two kilometers from prison, El Chapo continued seeking to be immortalized on the big screen. And so he contacted the actress Kate del Castillo. The contact was made on a supposedly impenetrable telephone, so that communication could not be spied on. But the Mexican intelligence services obtained a similar device, sent it to the NSO laboratories in Hercilia, where it received a special infiltration package. This helped them find a way to monitor the calls between El Chapo and Kate del Castillo, while she told the mobster that they would have help from Sean Penn for the project. 
The actors interviewed the criminal while all communications made from Chapo's phone were monitored. It was on January 8, 2016, when a special force arrived at one of El Chapo's houses. In the raid, five leaders were killed and Joaquin was captured. He is currently incarcerated in the United States. After the success of this operation, and with the effectiveness of Pegasus demonstrated, NSO won more contracts. The next would be with the United Arab Emirates, where the group made 80 million in revenue. The deal was made through a former Israeli defense officer. Thanks to their participation, calls and messages made by Qatari ministers were intercepted where they spoke about ransoms of millions of dollars paid to Iran and Hezbollah for the liberations of Qatari citizens, demonstrating their effectiveness for international interests. While NSO does not publicly discuss the cost of its services, some reports indicate that access to its basic system ranges from 15 million to 30 million. Each client must pay more for each additional token or target to monitor. Updates or patches are not included, which are necessary if we consider the evolution in the phone market. Eva Galperin, director of cybersecurity for the Electronic Frontier Foundation, was one of the first researchers to identify and document cases of cyber attacks against journalists and human rights defenders in Mexico, Vietnam, and other countries from the beginning of 2010. The attacks at first were less sophisticated. For example, in 2011, you would receive an email where the malware was designed to install itself on a computer. It was not until 2014 that the approach of attacking mobile devices became popular. Companies like NSO, Hacking Team, and FinFisher used Social Engineer to send personalized messages to specific targets who would have to click a link for the malware to be installed. In January 2016, Carmen Aristegui, a Mexican journalist and founder of Aristegui Noticias, began receiving messages with suspicious links after having published an investigation related to a house owned by President Enrique Peña Nieto. The journalist received more than 20 messages with malicious links generated by Pegasus, according to the government spy report published by Citizen Lab in 2017. According to this report, the numbers of several colleagues and relatives of Aristegui also received messages with malicious links around the same dates. According to Claudio Guarnieri, director of Amnesty International Security Laboratory, the Pegasus installation process has become more subtle. It is no longer necessary to click on a link for it to be installed and allows the customer to take control of the phone. Once installed, Pegasus grants full control of the device to the NSO client as well as the ability to bypass message encryption applications such as Signal, WhatsApp or Telegram. Pegasus can be activated until the device is turned off. When the device is restart, the phone can be reinfected. Worse than the espionage done using Pegasus are the recorded cases of murdered journalists whose phones were tapped. The most notorious case is that of Jamal Khashoggi, who entered the Saudi consulate in Turkey on October 2, 2018, and never made it out alive. Other recorded cases include Cecilio Pineda, who reported from Altamirano, a coalition between police and cartel leaders, and was assassinated in March 2017. His phone was also infiltrated by an NSO client in Mexico. 
Pegasus spyware is classified as a weapon by Israel, and any export of the technology must be approved by the government. The NSO group maintains that its technology is used only by intelligence agencies to track criminals or terrorists. According to its Transparency and Accountability Report, released in June 2021, the company has 60 clients in 40 countries. While digital tools are very helpful when fighting crime, these same tools might be available to groups on the other side of the law. When a government acquires a cyber espionage product or service, it can be made available to its successors. What was originally acquired as an instrument to capture criminals in the government of Felipe Calderón and Mexico, in the government of Peña Nieto, was used extensively to reach 15,000 registered potential targets. Of all the cases reported in Mexico, the investigations have only advanced in the case of journalist Carmen Aristegui. The rest are waiting for the complainants to hand over their phones so that the information necessary to create a case can be extracted. The current president, López Obrador, says that his government has no relationship with the NSO group, but recognizes that the military forces use its services for intelligence work. Spying on citizens is illegal, and for it to be done under the law, a series of conditions and regulations are needed. This happened with the Green Light Trojan Shield operative that used ANOM, where the FBI and the Australian Federal Police carried out an operation to capture criminal groups. Companies like the NSO Group talk about control and a customer selection process taking place before selling their software. But what happens when government officials use this tool to spy on groups that are asking the tough questions they don't want to answer? In the Pegasus project, it was revealed that this not only happened to one journalist in one country. Over 80 journalists from 70 news outlets joined force to bring evidence and remind us that the authorities from at least 10 countries, from Morocco to Mexico, from India to Rwanda, use this tool not exactly to fight crime, but to watch their watchers. This episode for the DTNS Network takes information from various sources, taken mainly from the Pegasus Project report published by Forbidden Stories and Amnesty International, as well as a review of the chronology of events that occur in Mexico, reports from the Defense Network of the Digital Rights, The Wire, El País, Haaretz, AP News, and more. You can find more information in the notes from this episode. If you like this format, you could find a report similar to this focused on ANOM and the project Greenlight Trojan Horse in Noticias de Tecnología Express. If you are interested in having this episode in English, let us know by sending an email to feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK, the nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. 
Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.